Welcome in, everybody. We are sorry for marking, and we are back around our WWE water cooler this week, celebrating WrestleMania 35. My name's Wes. I'm here with my man Chase. Chase, ready to do this this week? Coming off the big show? Whew, I am exhausted. It's as if I was wrestling with the wrestlers. I, it's been a long weekend, but a great wrestling weekend and a WrestleMania holiday to remember. I'm awesome. I hope everybody else that's joining us around the water cooler still has their voices, got to mark out as much as they wanted to. I can't wait to get into WrestleMania, man. I'm so excited to to get into everything. So a little bit of a different show this week. Anybody who's been with us around the water cooler here for a while, you know here at Sorry for Marking, we like to go back to the Attitude Era. Chase takes us back to the Attitude Era. I take us back to the Ruthless Aggression Era. We debate topics. We debate what is best. That's where we like to spend a lot of our time. But WrestleMania is what it's all about, man. So this week, it's a special week. We're going to take a majority of the show. We are going to begin with a little bit of a different gimmick segment to kick us off here very shortly. But we're going to take the majority of the show and just talk about WrestleMania. That's the Super Bowl. That's the culmination of all these big storylines. So I think it deserves that. Absolutely. WrestleMania is why I... It's the foundation of why I watch wrestling. It's what you build towards every year. And I'll I'll say this real quick before we get going. It's funny... As I was, as we were watching the main event about to happen, I'm like looking around at the room, and I remember driving home from New Orleans last year, discussing, "Oh, it's got to be Ronda Charlotte in the main event." Right? This has got to be the first time women main event. You know, who knows what's gonna happen, Chase? Who knows what's gonna happen? Wes, it's a long year. Who knows? Listening to busted open, and now here we are a year later, and we're watching the first women's main event, and Becky has organically inserted herself, you know, became the hottest woman in the company. But the other two are who we thought might be there um, at this time last year. That was just a cool full circle moment. It shows you that WrestleMania is such a tent pole for so many fans, which is why we are we look at it with such a critical eye most years. The bar is high for WrestleMania. It is. So we'll get into all that later in the show. Not too much later, very soon in the show. Talk about we'll give out some awards. We will have our markout awards coming from that show. And then we're just going to go through the card, talk about, just talk about it. We're just going to talk WrestleMania, guys. That's why we're here. That's what you guys have been waiting for. We know it because we know that you woke up at 7 a.m. Monday. WrestleMania had just ended an hour ago and you were, (laughs) and you were ready for your work day. But most importantly, you were ready to talk about what you had just seen an hour before. Uh, You had to be at work and you're drinking your coffee and there's nobody to talk wrestling with, nobody to talk WrestleMania with, but we're here now and we can't wait. Let's get into it. First things first, we are going to kick the show off with the gimmick segment. So, we are going to get a little more timely, a little more topical here, as we talk Superstar Shakeup in our gimmick segment this week. So, we're going to pin a Dear Vince, you know, kind of touching base with him after the big show. Ooh, yeah, I'm sure he's tired too. Vince doesn't get tired. Checking his mail, that's Vince true. Vince does not get tired. That's true. He's scripting WrestleMania 36 as we speak. So we're going to write to him in regards to the Superstar Shakeup. We have some requests, some people we would like to see jump one way or the other. And who knows, Chase, maybe this is the time he decides to pick us. He listens to us off and on. This is an important one, though, because this is going to dictate how wrestling goes for the rest of the year, the shakeup. Right, so let's get right into it. Dear Vince. 
one thing that to set this up that I like that they did on Raw and SmackDown this week, since I don't know how much we're going to touch on Raw and SmackDown this week, they didn't give us any big angles and any big meaningful things. A lot of cool moments and mark out moments, some debuts, some returns, but nothing that's got any real layers to it other than maybe Lacey and Becky. And I like using the Raw and SmackDown after Mania to just deliver more bonus markout moments to a fan base who's probably pretty tired from sitting through mania and then the shakeup being the next week then you reset everything the next week i, I like that little gap it's almost like a mini off season <laughs> an off week right that's what i was going to say it lets if mania is the big show and it's what everything builds towards i think it's good if you can have even if it is a week like let that settle in a little bit mm-hmm. let people talk about that and enjoy the moments that happen on mania before you're immediately jumping into the next year they did a great job of that this week it was pretty much a kofi and seth and becky celebration week which is what we all been waiting for anyway so but you're right shake up next week and that has got me marking out i know you're a big shake up fan first as well. of all love the shake up yeah. i realized that this week i got my mark for the superstar shake up i can't yeah. wait for next week well, it's like the you know like nba free agency is always like a huge deal mm-hmm. that's what it kind of feels like the landscape's changing dear vince it's been a great year i would i would say it was a great year of wrestling um you've done well we have a couple requests we know you got the shake up coming up I'm going to maybe give you a couple on Chase's wish list. Wes has a couple requests for you. I'm going to let him write his part of it. But here's my part of this. Here's what I want for this superstar shakeup. First and foremost, I want Roman Reigns on SmackDown. It just feels like it's time now that he's a fresh face, return, healthy, feel-good moment. Send him over to SmackDown and let's all new feuds all new rivalries fresh start fresh start he could be the top guy there with a fresh start does the move to fox for smackdown have anything to do with that yeah i think so i I, that's not what i thought of when i first thought i want roman on smackdown but if there's any star power that's going to attract the type of audience that wwe wants to attract on fox it's going to be roman reigns who already is gaining mainstream appeal just from the incredible real life story um, that he's been through and overcome so I think it all fits perfectly, and he can have a hell of a year on SmackDown. You go ahead and give another guy, because I need to think. I don't know. I I might like the women's divisions how they are. Is that an unpopular opinion? Not I was as having in, trouble p- finding some people to swap in the women's division also. Well, you go ahead with your guy. Give me okay. some time to stew on this women's division. But I want Roman on SmackDown. We'll have a couple I'm going between, but I will say... I'm going to kind of feed off you. Your selection makes mine all that much easier. I want Styles on Raw. I agree. So you just swap those guys. Even though I would love to see those two work together again, just because that's the feud that kind of made me realize how awesome Styles really was. So I would love to revisit that. But, yeah, man, send him to Raw. Fresh matchups. I don't know how much longer we're going to have Styles around. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because he's older and we know he's nearing the end. Right, around in the WWE. Right, not dying. <laughs> it's hard when we talk and speak in those terms about our industry. Such definitive terms. But yeah, send him to Raw. I want to see what he's got over there. It feel it still feels like a bigger stage. Right. SmackDown's usually the better show, but Raw still feels like the bigger stage. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to see him there before it's all said and done. I like that. And I think that has the same effect that Roman's going to have on SmackDown. Fresh rivalries. 
fresh feuds and a face in a place that we haven't seen him. Ooh, Rollins and Styles. I know oh, they're gosh. both faces right now. But Goosebumps dude. thinking about that matchup. Another potential blockbuster matchup with Roman potentially going to SmackDown is Roman Daniel Bryan. And that could be epic. Oh, that's That writes itself. Mm-hmm. We've, we've spoken about that, I think, on this show before, how that might be end up being like the 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 match at Mania one day that could define the era with these two, Daniel Bryan and Roman. So Maybe next I'm thinking, year in Tampa. We're sorry for marking. We'll be live. Which means, of course, we're starting to fantasy book it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but man, those are big names for this shakeup. Do you have or do you have any women's names that are that big? I do have one more men's name that I want to throw out. I do too. Okay. I want Finn. I want Finn Balor on SmackDown. That's been a hot topic. Seems like at least last year, maybe even the year before, during the Superstar Shakeup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so maybe this is the year. That is true. The one that jumped out to me, but I want him as a heel. I want a heel Braun on SmackDown. Ooh. Think of those dudes he could work with. He'd be a perfect monster heel with that smaller, more worker roster. Especially for Kofi right now, currently mm-hmm. as the champ. Kofi, Styles, Ali, mm-hmm. all, you know, you go down the list. No, you're right. Those stories do write themselves, and I miss Hillbron. Mm-hmm. I really do. But yeah, man, as far as the women's division goes, I don't... If It feels like there's still a lot there, a lot of meat on the bone with the matchups we have on each show. Well, I don't Be- know what that says for the past year. Becky holding both titles is weird. Not weird in a bad way, just I don't really know where they're going with that. But I might want Asuka over on Raw. And it's even harder now with the women because you have a tag division to think about. So my first thought is, like I said last year, I think, I want Sasha over on SmackDown. But I don't want Sasha and Bayley over on SmackDown. But realistically, Sasha and Bayley are going over anywhere together right now. I would like to see her on SmackDown. Seems like she could use Sasha. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But the women's... The women are currently in a good place as far as their divisions go. I think they're in a place where they can now be booked very strong every week. And I, that's that's shown, I think, in this build-up to Mania and so far afterwards. But, I guess just leave the women the same and we'll just focus on the men's division, Vince. The, the men's division, Vince, this is a big request. You're talking about the two faces, arguably, of the division. Now... It's arguably because you have Rollins and Kofi now holding your championships. So they're not really the faces of the division. But they're two guys who you're going to book around for the foreseeable future. Styles and Roman. I know you say we don't have too much longer with Styles. But well, that we four, still might have years. Four you know? years in wrestling is a long right, time. Right, right. I don't mean it to sound dire. Like it's Yeah, right. But you just mean at any point, you're right, if, if they decide not to do a shakeup or Styles gets hot over on... Raw, leave him on there for the next three years yeah. and have him end his career on Raw. You're right. It's a big, no matter what you're doing, it's a big change for a number of reasons. But I think a big change at the top might be called for. You just had a great WrestleMania. You, you got you start new, fresh matchups with uh, building around new guys, and you can branch out from Roman and Styles. Yeah, I think those would be good. Especially with Styles on Raw now that the Universal title is on Raw every week. You could really establish that title. Add him into the mix and let these guys just work and compete over that. I almost said belt, but I caught myself. <laughs> title. Job. A couple weeks too late after our title <laughs> trilogy, but good job. 
All right, so those are our requests for this year for the Superstar Shakeup. Sincerely, sorry for marking. Please, Vince, P.S. Good mania. Thank you once again. Okay, before we get into this mania show, let the people know where to find us, where they can give us their selections for the Superstar Shakeup, anything else they may want to send our way. Yes, you guys were loving all the feedback. Hope you guys enjoyed Mania. Let us know what you thought of the show, match of the night. We're going to get into our performer and moment of the night. Let us know at Sorry for Marking on Instagram, on Facebook. Visit sorryformarking.com. And all three of those places, you can subscribe to the podcast. There's a link right there on each page in the Instagram bio, on the Facebook homepage. On, we are on any podcast app. Just Google Sorry for Marking. We'll show up right there. We're gaining followers every week around our wrestling water cooler, and we're loving it. So thank you. A lot of momentum coming out of Mania. And now, to talk about that Mania, WrestleMania 35, I'm just going to start off with the big question, the big WrestleMania question. Chase, what was that that one moment? Every Mania has that one moment. Maybe a couple if you're lucky, if it's a special mania. Mm-hmm. But when you look back to 31, the moment is Rollins cashing in. Mm-hmm. 34, it's Ronda. 33, the Hardys returning. You know, you can go down the years, and there's usually at least one moment that that mania is known for. So what is that for this mania? I think it's Kofi mania. It's Kofi pinning Daniel Bryan, one, two, three to capture the WWE Championship and ending, finishing a story, one of the best stories of the modern era in an all-time WrestleMania match and an all-time WrestleMania moment. It's time! It's time! It's- Sorry for markings. Markout moment of the week. Yeah, man. That was the markout moment. That's the one on so many levels. That's the one everybody was waiting for, hoping for. That's the one that People felt real emotions over. Mm-hmm. That's the markout moment. I think oftentimes you don't get a. It feels like that doesn't happen. That type of ending and story doesn't happen very often in WWE. But it feels like we watch for that. Like that's why we're tuning in to get that kind of feeling and that kind of emotion. And that all happened on Sunday. It was like the perfect storm. So, do you want to talk about the match itself here, or do you just want to talk about the moment? Well, let's talk about the moment, and then let's talk about the match that led to that moment within the same kind of conversation bubble here. The moment Kofi Penn and Daniel Bryan was perfectly executed from the time the ref hit three. Biggie and Woods were in the ring before the the ref's hand. <laughs> you could even hit three on the mat. They were there real fast. And Kofi turning... Oh, to reaching for nothing but his hand out as if like in shock like legit shoot shock and and it was just one of those moments that's gonna live in highlight reels forever with his friends jumping on top of him and the crowd just in a frenzy behind him the crowd man the energy in that place during that match and during that finish that if there was any debate on what was the moment of the night that caps it off like, mm-hmm. you gotta have that energy and you gotta have that emotion and that feeling and that moment was sustained. It was it was one big-ass mark-out moment because from the time the three-count happened and the celebration and then Kofi bringing in his kids and his family and them hugging, kind of doing their own huddle in the middle of the ring to say something personal to each other. I mean, the whole moment itself. And the best part was the fans did not die down. 
like the the pop stayed for when he won stayed up there for the three or four minutes that he was celebrating in the ring like the crowd was having a party people hugging i mean this is a minute and a half after he won and you still have people doing that that shows that this was that wrestlemania moment like that one that you look you talk about macho man rolling up ricky the dragon steamboat hogan body slamming andre you talk about that what's the one moment the mania moment that'll live in infamy on the intro of every other wrestlemania and it's that one it's kofi pinning daniel bryan and that turn and shock and his friends jumping on top of him and that five minute like party celebration that metlife stadium had that was the markout moment And the story they had told leading into the show, that obviously led to that moment being what it was. Because we've talked about how much that story meant to a lot of people and just how just a classic, well-told wrestling story and an easy guy to root for, a real easy guy to Mm -hmm. get behind. And because of that, I would argue the moment started when his music hit. Because I think people were excited just to see him in that spotlight, just to see that, that moment for him. Yeah. But then you get into the match, and then you have a roller coaster. Because you had said you just wanted that match to make you doubt he was going to win. Uh-huh. Like you just wanted to have that doubt. And they did that. And they did. And they, they'd work up to it and then they'd pull it away. And then they, you think he's going to get beat and then they back up just a little bit. Right. They'd build it up and pull it back. And just the way they told that story through the match. So right. And the most impressive thing, I'm glad you mentioned the match. The most impressive thing about all this is the story. Yes. 11 years. Kofi's been here. And does Kofi deserve all this? Yes, he does. But he in 11 years, never got this moment, never was even close to this kind of story. So for him to go out and perform the match up to the level that the story dictated, because that was probably a low-key worry for a lot of people, it's not that people doubted Kofi's in-ring ability that he could tell that story in the ring. He's an 11-year veteran in the WWE. He knows how to tell a WWE story. It's that he's never done it before. And now you're saying, hey, you ready, kid? You earned this moment. Guess what? First time you've ever earned it, 11 years. Go tell a story that's worthy of what we've been doing for you on worldwide television, on the biggest stage, in the biggest moment. And he did. He performed, and the match lived up to the moment. And that's the most impressive part about about the match itself and what Kofi did out there. And for that reason... Sorry for markings, Markout Performer of the Week. A double award winner this week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's only fit. Give him all the gold. Yeah. (laughs) Give him all the gold this week, all the awards. Got more gold than Becky now. For him to, and this, this, first of all, this award could have easily gone to the loser in this match, Daniel Bryan. These two made magic in the ring that night. With Kofi starting, getting the momentum, and Daniel not being able to get one over on him. And you think, gosh, Kofi, he'll never let Daniel catch him in this match. He's going to keep with these high-flying awesome moves. And Daniel rolls out of the ring. And the big turning point in the match was the awesome spot from the top of the turnbuckle. Kofi going off abdomen first, right into the edge of the table. That's when Daniel Bryan went to work. And something that I've said on this podcast a lot of times here on Sorry for Marking is that, and it's something that surprisingly... Mr. Jinder Mahal was really good at. Randy Orton's really good at it. When you're a heel, you got to work over that limb to tell that story. You got to work over that body part, whatever you're telling. 
but you have to make it creative and keep the fans into it. And with all the different creative things that Daniel Bryan did to hurt Kofi's abdomen and lower back and that whole area of his body to make sure he was too winded to get his high-flying, awesome electric offense in, like that was the story of the match. And Kofi could not, every time he would start to overcome it, he was he he didn't have the energy to, and Daniel Bryan would catch him with something right back into his abdomen or lower back, and that's what kept the match interesting throughout. Tell me this, Chase. I'm gonna pull a chase here and put you on the spot. Rank this match for me. Where does this match lie as far as modern era WrestleManias go? Because I'm trying, and we can do all matches, but I'm kind of specifically thinking too. Let's also say WWE Championship matches. Okay. As well. Oh. Okay. Because I think this might be, I mean, is this the best WWE Championship Mania match, match of the modern era? 31, at least? Definitely. 32, the WWE Championship match was Roman versus Triple H. 33 was Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. 34 was Styles versus Nakamura, which had the potential to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kofi so Bryan was better than Styles Nakamura. Mm-hmm. A lot better. Yeah, so I... So back to my original question. Yeah. Just in the modern era matches. Modern, I think it, you're right, and I, I would have to dig a little deeper, but it might be the best WWE title match, mania match of the modern era overall. But in my head, in my modern era, and I'm talking probably from WrestleMania 28 till now, I think the number one match is still 31 Roman versus Lesnar. I think number two is 28 Taker versus Triple H. Yeah. And I'm I'm putting Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston at number three as far as best WrestleMania matches of the modern era. Wow. I'm putting it right there. Wow. Right behind that, I would put 30, WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan, Batista, Orton, which is also another great WWE championship match from the modern era. True. Um, but that's the order. I think that's how good this match was. That's where I would rank it. The 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 near fall... To end all near falls when Kofi misses with the trouble in paradise and Daniel Bryan runs with the knee. That was a good-ass knee, too. That oh, was it was perfect. Beautiful. It was in a, in a night where you didn't get a lot of near falls, and I think that was not by accident. I think that was on purpose. I think that's how the night was designed. This was the near fall of the night and the near fall that got our entire living room Marked out. I, I love a good near fall, man. I'm a sucker for one. That adds to the legacy of this match is that that kick out. That's sustained. When when you can get a near fall and then you get about 10 seconds of the crowd just, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, they're applauding because you got them. Like, that's what I'm chasing when we go to these big shows. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm looking for. Exactly. these matches. And that delivered there. And I then, want you to keep that in mind also when we're talking about the main event match. Yeah. Later on. Because exactly. I think that conversation will come back up. And I'll move on, but let me, this is part three of this match. The best part was, it was a definitive ending. Kofi got out of a submission after Brian did his little holding the hands up and stomping the head, just the most insulting move. Kofi turns it around, does about four or five stomps to his head. Daniel Bryan's out of it. He can no longer get to Kofi anymore and get that abdomen. Kofi lines up, clean, awesome, epic, trouble in paradise, one, two, three, and that's when we get our markout moment. So that's why Kofi's taking home both awards. The story of that match leading to the moment to make all that worthy of the build that they had, 
Yep. Classic. That's how you make a classic at WrestleMania. One of my favorite moments, too, that in a lot of situations comes across as corny, and I'm not usually super into it. Yeah. When Kofi was hulking up. Loved oh it. Oh, my gosh. And I can't believe I've left that out. And the way the crowd built during that. So loud. And Kofi looks so cool. And the kicks to the chest that he was walking right through him. Yeah, you're right. Another mini markout moment from that match. I'm telling you, great match. And Chase would know. How many times have you watched that match, Chase? Four times since Sunday. It is Wednesday. Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Not to mention Woods and Big E uh, and their involvement. Not too much, not too little. Rowan and his involvement, not too much, not too little. The finisher to the outside to eliminate Rowan from the equation was awesome. Loved all that. And a well, well past due, but well earned congrats to Kofi for being the first African-American Fully African-American WWE champion. Literally born in Africa. Right. (laughs) So cool. Very cool moment for the company. Cool moment for Kofi, most importantly. But for us as well, as fans, that's something you live for. You can tell people that you watched that night that happened. That's a cool moment. So I think from here what we'll do, we'll just start working our way through the card. Yeah. We're not, guys, it was a long card, we know. Actually, I want to get to that. But... We'll talk about what we want to talk about, things that's not really worthy of our official sorry for marking conversation. <laughs> we'll go past. But no going in, the first half of this card... Fire. Yes. Flames. Awesome. Yes. And this is just... I just want to get this conversation out of the way now, because okay. I think it's going to come up, especially as we start getting towards the middle and the end of this card, and mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it every match. Okay. Dude... It's a little long, man. It's a long I show. love wrestling. Wrestling's awesome. WrestleMania is my favorite day of the year. He's not lying, folks. It is. <laughs> and it's a little much. Just a little long. And it's only I only say that because I want WrestleMania to be awesome. No, I agree. Like It was to the point after this show, the next day, I'm telling you, they're going to have to do two days. Mm-hmm. You're like, Wes, you're ridiculous. I still don't want that. And you're right. I was, <laughs> I was overreacting. You were, but I completely understand where you're coming from. And this is something we were discussing, trying to figure out how we both kind of felt about it. Because there's no real easy solution. So it's hard to talk about the problem when you can't. It, there is an easy solution, but not without sounding ignorant to the business aspect of all of this. Right. And I don't want to sound ignorant to that because I don't want to be that podcast. Yes, you could just say, cut out six matches and that's it. That's true. But it is a long show and I don't know what the solution is. I'm a freak. I was willing to sit there for 10 hours before I'll concede a two-night mania. Because mania lives in my head for one night, a, a one-package show a year, and it lives in my head forever like that. I don't want that to change. But Wes, I don't know what the solution is, man. I mean, what if it is that simple, Chase? You go back, like WrestleManias didn't used to be seven and a half hours long. They got through 30-plus WrestleManias without seven hours. So what do you think was the factoring decision and them saying, are you think they're watching like, because New Japan, those Wrestle Kingdom, those shows are that long. Are they? They are. And I, but it's ingrained in the culture that the undercard is not a big deal. WWE's making these shows that long and trying to sell us on the fact that every one of these matches is a huge deal and you should be completely invested in them. That is a big difference. It's a big difference. So I don't know. I think. You don't have to go down to like three or four hours. I think that's where you're asking too much. But I don't... 
why can't you go back to that 10 to 12 match range and keep it to six? Mm-hmm. Like six hours. I think six hours is okay. Now, are you speaking from a perspective of a fan who's sitting in the in the stadium, or are you speaking from sitting at home? Both, because I've been in both experiences now. I think last year's WrestleMania was about as long, maybe not quite, but mm-hmm. it actively hurt my enjoyment of the end of the show. Both last year in person and this year watching TV. Mm-hmm. And I don't, those matches don't deserve that. I don't want that. No. And I don't know if we'll, I, I want to figure it out because I don't know if we'll ever get like an all time great WrestleMania again. And I want to disagree with you when you say that. Because you look at, this show gave us three of the biggest moments, three of the best moments we could ever ask for. Like, mm-hmm. what more can you do? If you condense that down and don't give us all the bullshit and just exhaust us, mm-hmm. I think but you're talking one of the best manias of all time. I say, you say watching from home, five hours and 23 minutes is how long the main show of WrestleMania was. That doesn't seem like a ridiculous amount of time to me. Watching in my living room, I didn't... Now, it That's felt... That's at least two hours longer than the Super Bowl. Right. So, you're, so three hours and 23 minutes, you just said three to four hours is asking too much. It was five hours and 23 minutes. If you so, if you take two hours off of five hours of the five hour and twenty three minute, you said it's two hours longer than the Super Bowl, right? I'm saying at five hours, just for right just at five hours, it's two hours. That's two hours longer than the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But if you make it, but you said three to four hours, you don't. That's that's a little ridiculous. Unre- they need more unrealistic, time. Unrealistic, yeah. But it was five hours and tw- so where what's the sweet spot you're looking at? Here, I'm, I'm talking about the whole show because I think the whole show is seven and a half hours. And I think a part of this is the crowd energy and the crowd reactions. We talked about a big part of that Kofi match and that moment being what it was is because the crowd was so special. Mm-hmm. These people are getting there 5 o'clock, right. if not earlier. So by the time you're starting your main event at midnight and so, you want them to react no, like you no. want them to react, no, no. that's just I, not going to happen. I, I agree. So you're saying the TV experience is dictated in, a, in large part, not fully, but in large part, by how the fans are reacting in the arena. That's maybe I'm different in that. For me, yes. Yeah, That's no, a big it does. Part of it. it no, it does. It when I was watching Batista Triple H and I was marking out and I thought it was going great, and I noticed halfway through the match the crowd is sitting on their hands, and that match was uh, to me a good emotional story match. And you're right, it was they were fatigued. So you're you're right in that sense. You have to start it earlier to give the crowd that's there their fa- they're just time to mark out and i don't think it's unrealistic I, like i think this show is one hour to one and a half hours away from being an excellent wrestlemania mm-hmm. and i think you can trim that off yeah because they were doing it five years ago yeah you know? i main show six to eleven yeah i mean yeah. does that seem i mean that feels like you're right i said and at then the take beginning a half hour off the pre-show right take a yeah take a half hour off the pre-show and make the main show six to eleven and I don't think you're going to hear many complaints from yeah, most that's, people. Yeah, then if the show feels long, you have to look at the quality of it. Because 6 to 11 is, to me, that's the time for a main Correct. Because I think if you look at this card, for example, and you start, you're talking, you start with Brock Seth, which we're about to get into it. I love the way they started the show. Orton Styles, an awesome SmackDown tag team match. Shane Miz, women's tag team, Kofi Bryan. A-plus show right there. That's one of the better manias you'll ever see. And then I think if you can just trim it after that and yeah. you just add in 
Thugonomic, Cena, Triple H, Batista in the main event. Boom, mm-hmm. man. That's mm-hmm. one of the best manias I've ever seen. Yeah. No, I agree. But I don't know what reasons they have. Because surely that's, surely that's something they're looking at. Right, Unless, that's the thing. But they're also looking at, oh, well, we sold out the stadium and we made $17 million and our subscriptions are up. Like mm-hmm. Business-wise, there really is no reason to change it. Yeah. It's just fan experience. Yeah, you're right. And there's a whole flip side that I won't get into. But, it, you know, if you don't put Finn Lashley at WrestleMania, you have Twitter melting down with Finn fans saying Finn needs to quit. How can he not be on not be on the WrestleMania card? Do you put up with that and say, just watch. We're going to give you an awesome show. Like, I think they don't want is to it, risk. So is that the difference? They just have two, they have more stars now? I don't know. More talent? They have more talent Because to they sell. were doing that 20 years ago. Not every... We knew you, I mean, yeah, you're right, but they. I think it's because I get the, in the modern era is more of a merchandise machine than right. 1998, right? And that's a good argument for why they do it because, like you said, I don't care about Finn, but there's a lot of people out there that it's do. Content, it's like, content. I don't want to see Mysterio Joe take up time, but a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. So, for somebody out there, that was one of their favorite moments of the night. And I get that. But there's an argument to be made that you are hurting Joe and Mysterio. You are hurting Lashley and Finn. Big picture. In big picture. And the fans are not getting what they're paying for. They're paying. There's a fan there that's paying saying, I want to see. I can't wait to see Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe tonight. But by the time that they get to that match, that fan's so tired. They're not getting the Rey Mysterio versus Joe that they expected. Or that they deserve by that point. So right. that that's especially because the match was like thirty seconds. Right, but that's that's the flip side of it. So I don't know, it's tough. But I've always said you're right. Shorten it and give me more big TV matches. Give me Demon Finn on a huge Monday Night Raw. Give me Roman versus Drew on a big Tuesday night on Fox SmackDown. It don't, you know, the, Ooh, that excites me just hearing that. Big TV shows, you know. Are are a thing that I want back, and I'm gonna preach. I'm gonna preach that till I'm blue in the face. I think if this mania was ten to twelve matches, your six to eleven time frame, I think we're looking at an A, A plus type of show. So before we get to the card, what's what's our sorry for marking gray? Because I think we both agreed on it this year. B plus. B plus. So for still, me too. all that being said, yeah. that's why I wanted to get it out of the way. Right. Because it was a fun show. And right. It was a good WrestleMania. And and my two complaints, I'll get to the ending, the anticlimactic ending. Also, possibly the worst host, possibly in WrestleMania False. history. Um, that debacle of a show. I swear. You know, and, and the Oscars did it right. They just went with no host, and that got good reviews. Everybody's like, oh, you can do it with no host. And WWE should have taken that route. Instead, they went with this Alexa Bliss as the host. I don't know who she is. She's been irrelevant for years. And she just stunk up the joint. Guys, I wish you... I'm not even going to respond to that. But I wish you could be there when the show starts and your host comes out. I'm sure he kind of expected that. Alexa Bliss is out on stage. It's fine. And then to bring Hulk Hogan out, I look over at Chase and he's just... Well, I've seen better starts (laughs) to the... (laughs) <laughs> I've seen better starts to WrestleMania. That is not a knock on any Alexa. Well, it is a knock on you specifically as an Alexa fan, but not any other Alexa fans. Also not a knock on all my Hogan fans. Shout out to Jeff. Um, that's just not, those aren't two of my favorites that I would start WrestleMania with. I'm glad they got that out of the way early, though. And we, <laughs> we got quickly, the business picked up really quickly after that. Yeah, which I liked. Mm, real fun. So Heyman comes out. 
And I like when these, we've talked about it a couple weeks ago, when these pay-per-views cannot just be match, 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 match. But you tell, you tell some stories in between. You have some backstage segments. Mm-hmm. Like, this wasn't exactly that, but it told a little mini-story. It was a little swerve to start the show. Yes. But Heyman basically says, look, we're not main eventing, so we're not sticking around. Perfectly in line with the story as a whole. Right, perfect. It's a good spot on the show for that match, first of all. The only problem is how do we explain putting the universal title there? Mm -hmm. And that's the perfect way to do it. And this goes back to the debate that a lot of fans have with themselves is if a thing didn't go how you expected, that doesn't necessarily mean that it went bad. Now, I expected Rollins and Lesnar, the vibe to be similar to to the Kofi Bryan vibe. And we were going to get that kind of match on Sunday. We didn't get that. It, it was quick. It was a story they were telling where Lesnar cheated and got the upper hand before the bell rang. And then Rollins cheats, justifiably so, and three curb stomps, and we're out of there with the universal title. And I thought it was awesome. Like, for what it was, it was awesome. Was it, was it what I was expecting? No, but that, that doesn't take away from what I clearly saw what they were expecting, and they executed it very well. So can we just, is it Mm -hmm. over? It's over. Can we just move on? Our long national nightmare has ended. Brock Lesnar is no longer the universal champ. The image of Seth swinging that title around his head at the top of the ramp as the crowd goes nuts. Very cool image. I I DM'd it to Rob Schamberger, the WWE artist. I said, please paint this and take my money. (laughs) He hasn't DM'd me back, but I I would buy that painting. Cool WrestleMania moment for Team Chase. Awesome way to kick off the show. Great moment for that title, hopefully. the uni- mm-hmm. If you look back at what the Universal title has been so far, it's really kind of a bummer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it starts with Finn winning and getting hurt, and that leads us into a Kevin Owens run, which was kind of not ideal. It was not ideal because it was Goldberg who took it from him right. before and it was he could handed, really get legs. And it was handed to him when he got it, and then Goldberg took it off, mm-hmm. and then we got Goldberg Lesnar. And then we've basically had Lesnar in the Roman's drama, the Roman this, drama this since. This whole time. So now we finally... So this was the best moment for the Universal title since Finn won and became the first Universal champion at SummerSlam. And even on that ago. night, remember, if you Finn think tours. back, well, that and the fans were shitting all over the, the title. Belt, you're right. <laughs> it's been snake bit from the start. I halfway expected Rollins, Rollins to walk out on Monday night and say, I tore it with my ACL during the match. I got to relinquish the title and Lesnar's music to hit. (laughs) Oh, God. But no, we are. We're starting fresh. The Universal title is on the best wrestler on planet Earth, and it will be on television every week, and it's going to be awesome. Fun fact for you before we move on. Rollins, the first guy under 250 pounds to pin Brock Lesnar since Eddie Guerrero in 04. What a stat. Folks, you can only get stats like that at Sorry for Marking. That's crazy. Lesnar just beats up on everybody, huh? Under 250? <laughs> There's a lot of big 230-pound dudes that he's just beat. That's crazy. And asterisk, he was gone for a lot of those years. <laughs> also true. And he's gone now, but guess what? The best part of him is still here. The universal title. And it's what about a- Heyman? I don't know. I hope Heyman's around. Uh, to me, I'm fantasy booking who who he could end up with as the next Paul Heyman we'll guy or girl. We'll do that soon. Mm-hmm. Could be a Chasse slash West books of territory there. 
All right, man. Moving on from there, we got into Orton Styles. Solid match. Solid. But I would guess, barring they don't move brands next week, I would be willing to bet that's not the best we'll see from these guys. I don't think it is. So. I think they're far from done. It was an unmemorable match. It's frustrating because we were hyped for this one mm-hmm. going in. and But, man, they, you know, I don't know, man. I really like this match. Just It was a good match. I could watch them wrestle all day. Yeah. So it's hard for me to sit there and say it was unmemorable. But for the for what came after, I think it's going to get lost in the shuffle. It's, it's a legacy. But good feud and a good match between these two on a big stage. Fun to watch AJ and um, Orton's entrances on those big ass on that screen. Did y'all like the set? Let us know at Sorry for Mark on Instagram. We were debating that during the watch party. They they went away from the big elaborate set. That My has... final grades a thumbs down. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought the big screen and the television effects would make up for it, but it it was too plain. Just okay. a big ass screen. Like give me give me a little more. Okay. A little more creativity. I really but I like the pillars and the. The big LED uh, mm-hmm. ring around the ring mm. up top. That was all cool. I thumbs up on the screen. I don't know if I won it every year, but it, it worked for the vibe this year. I really liked the, it felt like a big show every second of this night, like the atmosphere. So I like that. And that was very apparent. That hit me during the styles because the, the Rollins stuff happened so fast. My head was still spinning. But once I settled down and was looking at, you know, Styles and Orton and they zoomed out. I was like, okay, this is WrestleMania. This is cool. You got two of the best in the world here just wrestling a good old match at WrestleMania. Next match was surprisingly one of my favorites of the night. Probably top three favorite matches. SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I would agree with that. Came out of nowhere. Can you at least thank our beautiful WrestleMania host for making this match? Last minute? I guess thank you. I guess thank you. Yeah, greatest host of all time. I guess thank you. Greatest host of all time. The one good thing you did. Um, this was, you know, you say surprisingly, and it's only surprisingly because usually these matches get three minutes and a finish. Right. You know, the entrances are longer than the matches. The story didn't have much coming in, but man, so much talent in that ring in that tag team match. And it was cool. I'm sure we'll, we can get to some of the high points of the match. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see the Usos get that moment on Mania too. We know they they didn't make a WrestleMania card for nine years. And then they finally made WrestleMania, and then they got that three-minute match we were talking about and got beat. Yeah. So it was cool to see them be able to be involved in a really good match and then win that very good match. Yes. I thought if you can pull off a good match with the right team winning and all four teams, I thought came coming out looking better than they did going in, I think that's a success. And I, I think Ricochet and Black on their, you know, their first WrestleMania, how, I mean... If I would have asked you a couple questions like, hey, this time last year, hey, man, Kofi's going to be our performer and moment of the night. Kofi? You mean Kofi from the New Day? <laughs> What's he going to do? Like, yep. That, and then if I would have told you that same time last year, also Ricochet and Aleister Black were wrestled for the tag team titles, you might have believed that, but it was still surreal to see that happening, to see that progression. I had that moment when Ricochet came out just... I can only imagine what it was like for that dude. But me watching him, I was like, it's crazy to see him on this stage in this moment right now. Like, I just didn't expect that so mm-hmm. fast. It was 
two years ago in Orlando where you're telling me, look, this guy's going to be signed one day. I was like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't he's know. If small. He's, I don't know if he's the right style. Uh-huh. Look, look at him. I pat myself on the back for that. I get it right every once in a while. And I can see why fans get addicted to like going to shows and meeting these guys and getting their autographs. Because then for every time I see a big ricochet moment, I'm thinking back to meeting him in Orlando and having a cool little conversation with him when he was in a little indie guy in PWG. That's just so cool. So that added to it. And they, they performed with the bar and with the Usos, the greatest tag teams you can imagine in the modern era. And they, they perform right there with him. Was the Cesaro swing a mark out moment candidate for you? <laughs> God, that had to have been a world record. Well, he was in there at least 15 minutes. I don't know how Ricochet finished the match. Lucky he's he's already used to spinning really fast. So it wasn't really a big deal for him. Usos winning with the double splash. Love me a good Usos match. Mm-hmm. Love me a good Usos promo. Love me a good Usos match. Crowd was still hot for this too, which speaks to the continued narrative that you've driven home that the show's too long because if this match would have went on in a worse spot, maybe around that Joe Mysterio Roman Drew time, crowd would not have, it would have been dead and we'd be sitting here telling a different story. Even if it was the same exact match. So true. I would love to hear the politicking that goes on backstage on where to try to get their match placed. I know. I bet it's a bigger deal than we think. Next match was kind of a surprise to me too. This is one I didn't really give a damn about going into it. Shane and Miz, mm-hmm. and I really just want to talk about the last half of it, sure. because we knew what this match was. It was all about the big spot at some point, and they delivered on the big spots in the finish mm-hmm. of this match. This is where there's always that point in the mania. If it's, a, if it's even a mania worth your time, there should be a point where you're like, oh my God, are we on our way to like an all-time classic great WrestleMania? And that's when this they hit this big spot and executed perfectly. I thought, oh, this night's going to be good. But this was such a fun match. And you're right, the last half of it, between brawling through the the whole international announce team. Destroyed that destroyed area. Destroyed that whole area. And then the camera angle, when they finally... It was like four different kind of nasty, brutal spots that Miz hit Shane with, and he kept kicking out. And then you get, you're right, that final visual above... like It felt like they were above the whole crowd at MetLife Stadium up on that scaffolding and you you just know somebody's going off somebody's jumping off you just don't know how and whenever Shane's matches this is the reason why he gets a mania match every year that and he's the boss's son but like you always that moment of tension when you don't know how somebody's going off the top is the be- the moment before the moment is the best part and they executed that brilliantly like some out of a hollywood ending and Shane getting the win just because of how how a suplex works. Mm-hmm. Had you ever seen? I don't think I've ever seen a suplex as far as like from that height. No. A suplex, you no. know? No, that's why, that's what put this match over the top. Because right. if Shane or Miz would have just jumped off that. Right. Like off. That's cool, but we've seen that. I thought Shane was going to kick Miz off or something, you know. That would have been cool too. Mm-hmm. But to have a move, a, a superplex. superplex. Yeah. Very cool. And you're right. The, the ultimate cherry on top, the twist. Shane lands on top. He gets the win. One, two, three. I read online. Sorry, I can't remember who you were to give you credit. Miz got vengeance. Shane got the W to justify being an annoying idiot. Yep. Works out perfect. Everybody wins in the end here. Great fun match. You know, this one's memorable. I This one, I think, 
I remember, and I always end up saying that about freaking Shane McMahon. And it goes back to the larger, sorry for marking narrative, the McMahons can do no wrong, people. They belong in every story. If Steph would have been in a story this year, she'd, we'd be sitting here talking about Stephanie McMahon right now. I guarantee you. They just they kill everything they're in. I don't know if they hire some special writers to come in and write their stories. I don't know. But it's all it all ends up being really good, even when you think it won't. I don't have any evidence to argue otherwise. So, <laughs> the Shane golf cart spot, yes, is brutal as well. It just Mark looked like he just fell off into party. the just fell off into the abyss. Like mm-hmm. you just saw darkness and Shane just fell. <laughs> Turned out that abyss was concrete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good yeah, match. That one, and then the superplex at the end. There mm-hmm. were audible screams mm-hmm. at our watch party. Yep. the crowd the crowd was into that one. Yep, good match. Miz getting his WrestleMania moments as well. All right. These next few will kind of roll through here a little bit. I'll just yeah. let you give some quick thoughts. Okay. Women's tag team match. Great for the Iconics. Man. I didn't expect to see this. No. But I got to say, man, it's cool to see the Iconics hold that gold. Yes. And this is what I'm talking about. We've all, we're, we're not even halfway through the card. And we're picking out little things that we just, oh, I love this. Oh, I love that. That's you. You. And that's a good solid show you know it is too long you run out of those things but when you can just get a show where each match has a different thing you're picking from it that's cool and this was that the, the iconics getting their moment me as even as sasha being on team chase i love that they were the first women's tag champion sasha and bailey it was a good sasha moment but because this was so shocking i didn't see this coming I love this small twist right in the middle of WrestleMania here. The Iconics getting their moment that they frankly do deserve. It was just so fun to see them on Tuesday with those belts. <laughs> like They're just so terrible, but I can't help but smile. <laughs> they are magnetic. Like I want to, I seek out Iconic content like on the social medias. On the, so that's how I know they're getting over, and that's probably sign. why they won those titles. Real quick, go back and go search, guys, WWE.com on their YouTube it's all over the place. There's like a nine-minute video of the Iconics backstage at Raw the next night after Mania. Just going up to everybody and asking them how they like their side plates on the titles. Like the most random Kurt Angle, Drake Maverick, Byron Saxton, Nia. Like just the most random people. And it's it's entertaining. They have a little antidote for every single one. It's really funny. So we got the Brian Kofi match after that. So that's what we're saying. You're talking at this right. point, man. You're still thinking this Which might we've be already one of the best covered. manias of all time. Right. That you. That's the sweet spot. That's when you've hit it right there. That was the peak of the night. Yeah, it was hard to, and it's. I think we kind of knew, but I thought there being enough time between big moments would maybe help it, but that didn't. That wasn't the case. It wasn't. And maybe I they thought, thought that. that maybe they thought that too. Right. Um, but anyway, Joe Mysterio came up next. It, it was what it was. I think um, Ray's hurt. Yeah, that and I, but I will say it's good to see Joe look strong because he yeah. was kind of becoming that guy who talked a big game but then lost the big matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see with look back to Bray Wyatt if you want to see what that can do to a guy. Right, he was so, on that route for a minute there. It seemed like so good to see him look strong here. Absolutely. But Roman Drew was next. Mm-hmm. I expected more from this man. If there was a disappointment of the night, it might be this one. I can't say I agree, but that's only because, remember, go back and listen. Well, you all won't go back and listen because it's over. But we disagreed somewhat on our expectations for this match going in because I thought we might just get a Roman highlight reel. Mm -hmm. And in the end, we pretty much did, except Drew got some offense in 
and maybe the match was a little too long. But you know, yeah, I, this I, blah finish. You know, yeah. it didn't take much to finish off Drew, which was kind of disappointing. Right, and but yeah. that's but it's that's not surprising to me. Yeah. Like that right. didn't because Roman's just always going to be booked that strong. Like Drew is not going to be booked. Question: Do you think if you were in charge, if if we had Vince's ear, <laughs> more so than we do, of course, is that the right call? Like I, I feel like. We're right back into LOL Roman wins mode instead of maybe telling a six, nine month story and make him fight and rebuild and you have and to climb think, that mountain. You're right. And you have to think if there was any show and any time you could have done this, it was when you're already giving us our, our Rollins moment we craved, our Kofi moment we craved, and our Becky moment we craved. It doesn't feel like one, a loss doesn't hurt Roman at all, but it doesn't feel like you need the what I assume Vince was saying in the back and what I'm thinking he was probably saying, Roman's back from cancer. He's, you know, it's time to give him a big win, give him a, a big moment at WrestleMania, his first match back, his first WrestleMania match back from cancer. And that's all, and that's good. And he got that, and it was good, but it was not memorable because of other things that you got on the show. So you're you're right. Maybe it wasn't the right call. Maybe this was the time to kickstart a Drew-Roman feud and have Drew just destroy Roman. Maybe don't even have a match. Have Drew just take him out. Yeah. That would have saved you some time as well. But that's, that's the not only, the story they were telling there. Only wrong booking on this card, in my expert opinion. Yeah, I agree. And when you have 58 matches, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, next up, we had a well-timed, because you know we were starting to feel the length of the show at this point, mm-hmm. but a very fun segment with Elias... And we went straight ruthless aggression era, Chase. Yeah, we did. Thugonomics, we did. John Cena. Man, you know how I know I'm getting old? Now the old stuff is your ruthless aggression era. They don't even go back to my era no more. Stone Cold and The Rock were sitting at home eating popcorn. I didn't get neither of them, but you got Thugonomics. Get out of here. The ruthless is taking over as the new nostalgia, and I'm not happy about it. You got <laughs> Batista this year in the big oh, you know, so true. attraction match. Yeah. Yep, your air is taking over. Congratulations, you're going to get a bunch of pops like that probably every year now. Ooh, that's exciting. Next year, RVD's probably going to come rolling out on that stage <laughs> doing a frog splash or something. <laughs> that This was fun, though. Thugonomics. This was, I did not see this coming at all. No, it was not even... It wasn't in the very back of my mind. Mm, like wasn't the deepest, on the radar. darkest corners. <laughs> it wasn't anywhere. So for that, this was maybe a like if you if you're listing, give me the three or four things you'll remember the most about this mania. That's going to be up there. That's a WrestleMania moment for me. I loved every second of this. He was good, right? Oh, he was so he was good. Great. He's start great to as finish. And the best part was he stayed in character the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like yep. didn't crack a smile. Yeah, he was that guy from the time he stepped out on that stage to the time he went back through the curtain. Like, it feels like you went back to 2004. It was really cool. Back to John Cena, PhD. It was really cool. Shout out to Elias, too. And I don't know if we're going to get to it, so shout out to the next night. Almost as much of a markout moment on any other week would have been the markout moment of the week. The Undertaker interrupting Elias after Cena, thugonomic Cena, interrupts in the night before. You got to think Elias is marking out underneath all of oh his character work How here. How great, like, job, non-kayfabe, real life-wise. How great of a position is Elias in? Mm. He goes out there, plays some music, takes a bump or two from a legend. Like, <laughs> Gets some easy heat. Yeah. You know, but the crowd loves to boo him. They love him, too, so it's perfect. 
Um, yeah, the dead man. He said the next person who interrupts the lies is a dead man. Dong. You were correct. <laughs> Just good stuff, man. Love that. We got Undertaker and Thugonomic Cena back-to-back nights. WrestleMania weekend. It's the kind of stuff you get on WrestleMania weekend. We can split hairs, but it's always fun. Okay, now that leads us into this home stretch of the show. Ah, uh, yeah, this is where that could be two more matches, like in right, you know what I'm exactly, saying? yeah. But we you, we didn't want to dive into, we didn't want to start complaining about that every match, so we won't. We already talked about it; it's too long. But not to say these were bad, even though. No, that's what that's the problem. Right. They were good, right? <laughs> Triple H Batista came up next. Maybe one of the better legend matches I've ever seen. So good. I, we don't talk about star ratings, but and I haven't seen them yet. But I, I think Kofi and Brian that we talked about in this one might be the only matches I think that maybe get over four, four, four higher stars oh, wow. for Meltzer. That's just my prediction. Mm-hmm. But man, this match was good. This is, But this is where a lot of people, I feel this was a polarizing match on the Twitter and the internet verse here and from some of our listeners. I... I thought it was good. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people thought it was your typical slow Triple H WrestleMania match. And I didn't get that vibe. A few factors to that, I think. I think part of it is not a, not everybody was into this story as much as we were. That's true. Like it disappointed a lot of people. Another part of it was maybe a 20-something minute Triple H match. I don't know if people would have been saying that if it's the second, third match. Correct. That's what I'm saying. It was in a bad spot on the card. And... The style of match they worked, it was just slower. And I just, it was a bad time of the night mm-hmm. to work a slower match. Because that's a time when you needed some flippy guys to come out and do some spots to wake you up, maybe, or something. <laughs> yeah, I get that. But man, the story that these two told and the spots, I love the spots in this How match. How fast did Triple H get crazy? He went oh, from he zero, zero to insane in like 30 seconds. The cerebral assassin. The match starts. They do a couple moves. Next thing I know, he has his fingers in a pair of pliers. And he's ripping his nose ring out. Like, what is going on? And, you know, those moments were what I think drive home. Like, some people say that was ridiculous and over the top. And I don't even like the match so much for those moments as much as maybe the the tease of the powerbomb onto the table. And then that turned into a spear from Triple H through the table, running through it. Um, a couple good near falls after Triple H power bombs Batista onto the steps and then pedigrees him right after mm-hmm. Batista kicking out of that. A really good near fall. Yeah, this is a good match, man. Another great near fall. Batista picks up Triple H for the Batista bomb. Triple H grabs the sledgehammer yeah. as he lifts him, but before he can strike him, Batista slam, you know, he hits the move. He power bombs mm-hmm. him. One, two, kick out. Yeah. Why that's so fantastic is if you go back to the Ruthless Aggression era, I should have looked up the show. It was they there. had a fantastic Hell in a Cell match. It was a no mercy. I'm okay, pretty that sounds sure right. It was a no mercy. Fant- just look up their Hell in a Cell match. It's fantastic. And that's the finish to that match. Triple H, as Batista's picking him up, it's Triple H's last gasp to try to hit him with that hammer, and he mm-hmm. just doesn't get it. And, and that gets the that gets the three. Your reckless, your ruthless aggression, error, Mark asked. You were on that from the well, from geez. from the very. Start. I don't want to brag, but I do a ruthless aggression error podcast. <laughs> so that's a callback. That's a callback. <laughs> you were on it, and it was no. That was another great moment. Triple H whipping him with the chain. That was cool. Yeah, this match deserved a better crowd vibe, and that brings me back to your point of the crowd does dictate a lot of how you feel about the show. But this was a good match, man. Probably it my was, second. 
favorite match on the show. It was memorable, and on this show, that says a lot. Mm -hmm. I agree. I told you, man, off the off the air, those legends, they can always go out and tell a story, even if they're out of shape, which Batista and Triple H weren't. You've been saying that from day one. Mm -hmm. That's the spot for that kind of match every year. That kind of story. Oh, by the way, Triple H is like five months out from a torn peck. Right. That's why I didn't think we were getting any of this. So all this was a pleasant surprise from the start. Congrats on Batista on a great career. He's officially retired off to the Marvel Endgame <laughs> universe. That's where we'll see him next. Good uh, luck against Thanos. I'm glad I'm glad Batista got to go out how he wanted on his terms. He deserved that. Maybe Hall of Fame next year. Whenever they decide to do it, he'll be in there one day. I'm thinking Batista and Christian, early good Hall of Fame class next year to start, Batista and Christian. A little more recent, I like that. I'm flying the flag for Christian this year. He deserves to be in. Next, we got the Angle-Corbin match, which was a hot topic of conversation last week on the show. Um, Don't want to brag, but I got it right. I called it. You did. Said Corbin had to win. Guaranteed Corbin was going to win. He did. That, I'm an that angle was, guy. That was a hot debate on the show last week. So now that it's all said and done, just kind of tell me your feelings of the match, the moment, the decision even. Just all of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> just get rid. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, even on the total package, this is one that I would have cut out so fast. This could have happened on a big Raw and have Kurt Angle retire in a big Raw moment. I agree. Outside of just wanting to see Kurt Angle get that last Mania match, but mm. yeah, it was what it was. I thought it was the best Angles looked in this recent run. Yeah, surprisingly, I did not expect that in a Baron Corbin match. No, but it, you, but you know it's WrestleMania. I know it's cliche, but you're always gonna try to bust out the stuff that dude went for a moonsault. I know, still got know. it. He did, he did. No, it wasn't bad. I could leave this off, this yeah. whole feud out of the WrestleMania build. Well, here's but. my thing. You just have to follow through, and Corbin has to do something with it, and the people who make the decisions have to do something with it. Remember, that was my doubt. My half of the debate was, why do this when you know Corbin can't carry that heat into anything else? Mm-hmm. And I don't think he can carry it too far, and that's what we'll get the verdict too soon. Right. So, Got Finn and Lashley oh next. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It never ends. Yeah, I, I'm so excited to talk about the main event, and we just can't get there. Yeah, you're right. It's too long. I like how it took the recap podcast to <laughs> finally set in. Because I'm thinking, here we go. Like I'm. It's got to be time. To be now. honest, folks, I'm ready to talk about Charlotte's fucking entrance in that helicopter. That's what woke me up. <laughs> That's what got me ready for the main event. But okay, Finn Lashley. Uh, Finn won. The demons can be cool. I like that it's different than normal Finn. He hit a power bomb on Lashley. That was a good moment. Like, That's no, that stuff's mm-hmm. cool. The Finn, the demon can be cool. Mm-hmm. It's they just have to do it. The power bomb on Lashley, another moment. Yeah, that you can choose from to say, oh, that was a good moment during the night. We just need a reason. Like, why the fuck? Why is he not the demon every time, mm-hmm. Chase? I don't know. He looked great though. He'd be the you, universal you're preaching champion. to the choir, man. I've uh, been. Yes, give me more demon. Finally. The main event, first ever women's main event at WrestleMania. Woo. Winner takes all. Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch. This was chaos. This match was chaos. And it's the perfect match to tell the story of what this whole build and feud was, which was just chaos from the start, really. First, what are your thoughts on just you? Uh, the crowd was dead by this point. 
I still thought this had a big fight feel though. Like I was really pumped, and the, I thought the crap. I had to go back. This is one I haven't watched, rewatched yet since we watched a lot. <laughs> we just run out of time. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get there. <laughs> but I, I felt like it had a big fight feel to it, even yeah, with it how long me. the show had been. I think that I think the entrances had a lot to do with that. Very I think cool entrances. And I think Charlotte and Rhonda are, are to that level mm-hmm. where they have a big fight feel. Kind of like Brock. When Brock comes out, when Cena comes out, it's a big fight feel. Yeah. Rhonda has that. I think Charlotte kind of has that to an extent. Mm-hmm. The vibe changes. Charlotte coming on this helicopter, man, was so cool. I wanted her to land in the arena or in the stadium. That was my first. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to land in the ring. Dude, if they would have landed <laughs> in the ring or something like that. I would have lost my mind, but this was still cool. And a cool callback to her father at Starcade. I think it was 83, Texas Stadium, came in on a helicopter with his robe. And that's what he did. The ladies put the robe on him. In this case, the guys put the robe on Charlotte. I'm turning into a Charlotte Mark more and more every <laughs> Your month. wife's getting to you. It's the Hill wife. And I think they're, they're Charlotte-driven promotional. That works for me. I She is like. I think she's really good. Yeah, she's awesome. Then you got Joan Jett playing Ronda Rousey at, which was awesome. And then Becky comes out, no effects, just the man up on the screen. What's crazy to me is how much people are complaining about this. Like, like, about not her, her not getting the special entrance. Right, that's the story. That is the story. She literally the next night Why she had a great line. She said, "The woman who came in with nothing walked out with everything." Charlotte got a helicopter to bring her in. Ronda got Joan Jett Joan to play Jett, her in. A rock and roll Becky Hall got famer. some steam, mm-hmm. but she walked out with everything. She walked out with both titles. I that's love the it, story. Dude. They that's brilliant. I love that setup. And I know we all do this too much, but it reminded me of Stone Cold never got effects either. You heard the glass shatter, and he's just stomping to the fucking ring, and that's what it looked like. She was just stomping to the fucking ring to do what she said she's gonna. She was gonna do since SummerSlam, and she did it. Now, let me ask you, you like the vibe surrounding it. How'd you like the match up until this controversial ending? Good. Mm-hmm. And it could have went either way. It could have stayed good or it could have went to that next level. I was waiting for that next level. And they never gave us the chance to see, did they? No, we got that surprise surprise ending. Surprise ending. But this match was going great and I liked the in-ring story they were telling. I They didn't need the table here, it felt like. And I know it sounds weird because WWE fans were always, we want tables. I don't think it was needed in this moment. Maybe out, uh, maybe the announced tables, but they didn't need to bring that in. It felt like a long setup, Becky setting the table up. Like I, I didn't like all of that. And the Charlotte table spot that was semi-botched didn't look good either. That's mm-hmm. where the match, I thought, ah, it's starting to turn the other direction. Then right when I start thinking... Okay, oh, this is getting good. Ronda's getting pissed. You know, the visuals were great. It was violent. It was getting really good. You got the shock kind of semi-roll-up. The crucifix pin. The crucifix pin, thank you. So before we get into the controversy of was her shoulder up, well, they clearly were, but were they supposed to be up and all that, just the fact that I see what they were trying. I think I like the fact Ronda Rousey's Ronda Rousey. She's the baddest woman on the planet. Mm-hmm. But Becky Lynch is the wrestler. So to beat Ronda Rousey with a slick wrestling move, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
But I do think you miss out everything we talked about with the Kofi story, where you get the near falls and you have the drama. Mm-hmm. Like, we missed that whole last chapter of drama, Right, I you, feel like. You miss it, but you can get it and get it very well in what you said. Becky telling that story of beating her the wrestling way. People consider Savage Steamboat one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Savage won on a roll-up. It can happen. It just didn't happen clearly, and it didn't. It wasn't executed well in the ring. But if it had been, you still could have got that definitive roll up and yeah she did it because of what you said but the only problem is you told that story just now uh beating her the wrestling way and she's the wrestler better than they told it in the ring (laughs) so like what you said wasn't really what they did it was what maybe they were going for but not really what happened in the end Mm -hmm. but you're right i would have i imagined you know, Becky has Rhonda in an arm bar, and there's the will she tap, and then Charlotte comes in and breaks it up, and then Rhonda gets both of them in an arm. Like I thought they were both tapping out to a double. I thought Charlotte and Rhonda were going to tap out at the same time to an arm bar, or maybe Charlotte was going to tap so the match ends, but Rhonda never taps. She just has a no, damn broken arm. I thought it had arm. to be Rhonda. So Rhonda, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I just but you're right. That could have been a better. That w- would have been the better ending. The last chapter just felt like mm-hmm. it was missing. And maybe we haven't seen it. Maybe that wasn't meant to be the last chapter. And I think that's the case. I'm not for sure, but I think that could be the case. But either way, this was an anticlimactic ending. And you can't convince yourself. There'll be a lot of people, including me, because I'm a WWE apologist, that'll sit there after and try to convince themselves somehow this ending worked. But I don't think it did. And you can't argue that when one of our, our, our original Day One is H listener... Alex, who was ready to mark out more than anybody else and our Sorry for Marking Studios, saw that and his first reaction was confusion and he was timid about the whole thing because he thought something else was going to happen because he didn't know what was happening in that moment. When in that moment, he should have been celebrating Becky Lynch holding the titles in the air and celebrating. So I think that's why it, it didn't work. You had a bunch of fans confused rather than celebrating. You could have still had him celebrating with the roll-up. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, not the way they point. executed it. Ronda's shoulders were up. The ref counted to three, even though we clearly saw one of her shoulders up. Both. Both her shoulders up. <laughs> you know, But then they kind of go back down, but not really. And then there's before you know it, there's three. And that's the end. But at the end of the day, to wrap up that match, the fact that fans were still going nuts... For Becky, as fireworks were going off and she was holding up the belt, shows you how freaking over Becky is mm-hmm. and how we just wanted her to, to get her moment and have those titles because she's earned it and she's had to smack the heads off bitches all month, all six months to get here. And she finally got that. So that worked in that sense. I liked her raw promo too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good opening championship reign promo. I liked it. It it was good. And, and, one thing that New Japan does that I noticed after their Wrestle Kingdoms, the champ, while the show's still on the air, cuts a promo to go off the air before going back to a celebration or whatever was the angle that was going on. What if Becky had grabbed the mic after she'd won and given that promo in the ring in front of 80,000 at MetLife and then had that mic drop? I'm the leather wearing blah, blah, blah. Oh, that would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that's a very cool thing. Just a little PS add on to that Dear Vince that we're sending out. Maybe yeah. think about that, Vince. We've seen it done some. 
Just mm-hmm. don't let it. I don't like when it turns into a cry fest, like a super emotional. No, that's moment. not what I mean. I mean a solid. Um, but we've seen it. There's been. I'm trying to think back of some examples. At WrestleMania to close out the show, yeah, I, I re- can't uh, think to of close any. out a WrestleMania. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you're right. There's been in big moments. Yeah. Sasha's had plenty of them because she's great at the crying thing. But I thought that would have been cool. But Becky got her celebration. The promo the next night was great. And we got a new era, man. We got new champions almost across the board so many switch titles it was awesome we said the whole debate that we argued here on sorry for marking was would they give us the three big stories and the three big moments that we wanted rollins holding up the universal title kofi holding up the wwe championship and becky holding up becky two belts holding up her titles and we got not only all three but all three in different ways and three different type of matches you can argue if they lived, all three lived up to the hype. One of them definitely did, but they all three left us with memorable moments that we'll never forget. Top three matches from the show. You're asking me right now. Mm-hmm. Number one is Kofi Bryan. Number two, Batista Triple H. Number three, the tag team match. Uh, I agree. And then if you, I can round out my top five by saying Shane and Miz and the women's main event would probably round out my top five. Now, the only reasons Rollins and Lesnar's not in there is just because it wasn't it was two minutes and 30 seconds was how long the match was. That's why I'm not putting that in there. And a B-plus show. B-plus WrestleMania. B-plus WrestleMania. And that sounds bad considering the narrative WWE's drilled into our heads that B plus is bad. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> that makes it sound weird. It's, it's a, a B plus show. <laughs> That's not what we mean. Our grade for this show is a B plus. And I, I went into this mania thinking B or above was my expectation. I thought an A was more likely than a B because of those moments, because of those moments. And go ahead. A level moments, B level matches. I think that's the, I think that's the takeaway. I think moments are fantastic. AA plus moments. A lot of the matches just kind of felt like matches. Mm-hmm. Now, like you said, part of that, sometimes that's so the moments stick out more. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, we didn't see a bunch of near falls, a bunch of stuff like that. But yeah, B level matches, A level moments. I think that leads to a B plus WrestleMania. And that's a trend. And I know we got to wrap up. That's a trend that we've seen lately these last few years. Heavy on the moments light on the in-ring epic five-star Owen Hart, Bret Hart type of matches. I'm okay with that as long as I get one or two of them every year. You gotta have a mix. That's what WrestleMania is about. I get that you have to have a mix, especially if you're gonna have six-hour shows. I definitely don't want six in-ring clinics (laughs) or six six hours of in-ring clinic matches. But overall, I like where we're at in the modern era with how the manias are aside from they are too long. Mm -hmm. But I think we've gotten now three in a three manias in a row that have been good to great in my book. Which one's the best out of those three out of the last three. Damn it. I was about to, that was going to be my on the spot question for you. you I'll tell you what the best is. If you tell me if you could choose now out of the last three, WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans, WrestleMania 35 in MetLife. Not off the location, not 
that's impossible. Off, if I had to ask you which show you can go for free just to see that show in person, which one would you choose? And then I'll tell you which one I thought is just the best overall mania out of those three. Taking out the location. Yeah, because I know that Bourbon Street is awesome. So yeah. like you're you're not <laughs> gonna turn down WrestleMania in New Orleans. I'm talking just the show. Like the show itself. Now knowing what you know now. Drop you back in and see one of those shows in person. You can only choose one. I think WrestleMania thirty five, but I don't think that's the best one. If that makes any sense. Okay. I think WrestleMania thirty five and I think WrestleMania Oh, it's so hard, but Orlando Wrong answer. You don't think Orlando's the best one? I think New Orleans is. I can't get the bad taste of the last hour of New Orleans out of my mouth. The crowd being sleepy for what yeah. should have been a great Alexa Bliss Naya, then Nicholas, and then the hijacking of the main event. Yeah. I can't I get forget, it out of my head. I forget that how cool the end of 33 was because that turned out to be not what we thought it was. And I, so to see Undertaker in the moment, we thought we were seeing Undertaker's last match and him retiring. Mm-hmm. That on top of the Hardy Boys moment, mm-hmm. those are two pretty big moments. And then you sprinkled in the Hardy Boys moment followed by a good ladder match. The Styles, Shane was a good match. Owens and Jericho was a good match. I think you had enough of the in-ring stuff in Orlando plus the moments to make that one the best. But it's close between 33 and 35. Oh, you don't even think 34 is? I'm not sure New Orleans... New Orleans started the hottest, man. Yeah, that first half. It was so good. I know. It was so good. Yeah. It's close. But I think this is a good thing. And this is a debate. The Ronda match and the Charlotte Oscar match. Those Those might be the two best matches out of... Out of all the three manias. The three manias. I think Kofi and Bryan is better... Okay, yeah, that, one's, that one's in that group. Kofi yeah. Bryant is in that group, yeah. but you're yeah. right. I see where you're saying. You're mm-hmm. right. New Orleans has that in its back pocket. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a fun a, conversation It's a fun to conversation to have. I don't know if there's a right answer. Long story short, WrestleManias are just awesome. They are awesome. Filled with great <laughs> moments and great matches. And we'll come on here and split hairs, and we'll talk about how long they are because we don't like drinking coffee at 10 p.m. But, <laughs> but we the, will do it to get through WrestleMania. For you all and for <laughs> us because it's what we live for, man. It's the best day of the year. That show was awesome. I can pick something I like out of everything. We're to the point, talent-wise now, where there's you can count on there's not going to be a straight-up stinker on most WrestleMania cards, and that's a cool thing to be able to count on now. And guess what, Chase? We are on the road to WrestleMania <laughs> 36. Tampa at the pirate ship. Hey, I'm ready for it. Right now, what's your main event, WrestleMania 36, before we go off the air? We'll, we'll revisit it. What do I want or what do I th- just what I want? Sure. What do you want? Roman versus Bryan. Ooh. Face Roman versus heel Daniel Bryan. Styles versus Roman. Ooh. First thing that comes to my head. Okay. We'll see. Make there's it happen, also, Vince. There's just so much. There's so many. We've been asking uh, Vince for a lot. We come off story. WrestleMania and we're just making demands. It's fine. You said it yourself. He doesn't sleep. Neither do we here at Sorry for Marking. So we're going to continue on this road to WrestleMania 36. More importantly, we got the shakeup, so we're going to have all the reactions from that. We'll be starting a new trilogy. I'm excited for it all. We got a new era upon us, folks. Triple H and Vince and Shane and Stephanie came out. When was that? 
and right gave, before the holidays, right, be- right around the holidays and gave us the speech that they would promise to do better. And I think overall the, the product has improved since then. Yeah, you said when that happened, you would you would be able to grade after Mania. And I I grade it like I grade Mania. I give it a B plus because everything that we want we got. And I'm splitting hairs, but there's some there were some fumbles along the way as far as the stories. But I'm willing if this is every year the build the kind like, of build we get and the payoffs that we get, I love it. It feels like some things happened this year that never would have happened in the past. And I think that's only going to get better and better as we go on. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us once again here around our water cooler. We will be back next week, heading back to Chase's Attitude Era as we start a new trilogy. We'll be talking Superstar Shake-Up. Always lots going on around here. Thank you all for joining us, and we will talk to you next week. Sorry for marking. Yeah, did pretty good. I think so. I think it went well.